Welcome to Yento and Nikki's podcast. We're just two Jersey girls that are insanely bored and are ready to talk about anything, everything, and sometimes, honestly, nothing at all. Oh my God, we is back. Oh, we back. are back like cook, mm-hmm. crack. <laughs> cook, cook, crack. Get <laughs> your crack. <laughs> what the fuck? What's wrong with us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. You're stupid. So I, I am very stupid. I am so glad to talk to you. I've missed you so. I've missed you. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy. How long of a break did we take? Was it three weeks? Two, two weeks. Oh, it's just two weeks. Oh Lord, it felt yes. so long. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I haven't two talked to you in forever. Off a break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, I missed you. Um, oh my god, I'm so excited though. I'm so excited to talk to you and get into all the things. But um, all the things. Hi. All hey, the things. Y'all. Hey, hey guys. Did you miss us? I bet you did. You did. You did. You missed us. Yeah. Uh, We're all, yeah, uh, you know, I definitely know Nikki was in choir. I always wanted to be in choir. So wait, I you just were not in choir? Sing. I did a little bit of choir for like a year. I was so heartbroken <sighs> that I didn't make the soprano section bitch <laughs> i mean I wait were you like, wait are you serious I cried. I cried and i was but, like my fuck choir fuck choir but i did it for like a few more months and then that was it but like i mean i'm not I don't know. maybe maybe uh, it because, was like sixth grade okay or seven I, I seven, maybe seven. I, yeah I get it, but I want. I like my ladies. I lo- I like my ladies who've got a lower register. I feel like I am. You're not quite as low as I am, but I feel like you're 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 lower. <laughs> you know yes. than than yes. what I typically attribute to mm-hmm. sopranos. So I'm just sitting here like, girl, why? Why because are you even it trying was, to be? I think, I think at the moment it was something mm-hmm. that to me signify that you were a, a fan like an amazing singer not knowing that's it's just that's fair it's just somewhere like where your voice level is your voice register sure. goes but right. i was i felt so excluded i was like man fuck this so <laughs> i left choir i quit choir no but you know what though you you but you are partially correct like let's be honest okay, most of you. the people you're right because most of the people back in the day that that it that was the joke when i was in choir it was, it was the like, ideal yes right right the altos don't really sing that's where they put people right. with the bad voices like they Ayers. can't hold a tune yeah right. exactly they can and just that's how hit, i felt right no, I, you're right. I get it. I get it. It was just, for me, it was like in the back of my head, I was like, well, I know I can't even like, I, even if I could like hit all the notes just based on principle, they're not going to put me in the soprano section because like the bitches are going to be like, <laughs> and I'm going to be like, Hey, like, it's not gonna, they're not, they're not. I, I just knew. So there was not even a chance. I was like, Hey guys, I'm here for the alto section. Uh, I know what I am. Okay. Um, <laughs> but you should, you should get back into it. You could do like, um, 
I don't know. There's got to be like a, a ladies. Do you, are you a big on karaoke? Yeah. Well, well, honey, we'll get into that, baby, because I just oh. had a fucking weeks, honey. A okay, week okay, go, of, go. Of singing. Okay, fantastic. Okay, let's just get into it because I want to fucking hear it. I want to hear all about it. I don't even want to talk. Please, just just Wait, tell me. Wait, Nikki, you uh, tell me about your time off. What did you do first? Come I, I on. Do... Oh. Okay, guys. Um, you know, it was cool. It was <laughs> <laughs> it was it was cool um i chilled i took a couple days off from work took like a long vacation i was saying to uh yentl earlier that um you know i'm sure like most of you uh, or a lot of you guys uh the bulk of my work is in front of the computer so i just spend like you know, lately I've been spending like 10 hours a day in front of a computer, just reading things and working on things. And I just, it just started to take a toll on me. I was like, I need to take a break. I need to not look at a screen. So took a a long weekend and just chilled. Saw a couple of good shows, uh, binged, uh, beef with, uh, Ali Wong. We can discuss, we can discuss. Oh, we, okay. So saw it. Yep. Check that out. Uh, what else? What other notable things that I watch? Um, I tried to get into, we, we do not have to talk about this cause I don't even know that I could like intelligently, but there's a show on, uh, Amazon. I think it was called, um, the periphery, the peripherals. And I think yeah, it's, no it's idea. yeah, it is. I, so I've been trying to expand my horizons and, and check out more. Um, I don't know if this would be considered sci-fi, but it is from, I think the same folks that did Westworld and I really liked Westworld. And so wanted to give this show a chance. And it was like cool and interesting for like three episodes. And then it just mm-hmm. started, it just went in a direction that I'm like, I feel dumb. I don't understand. Like this is this is now. It was almost like a um, fuck. What was that? Like Tenant? Did you ever see that movie Tenant? Where no. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So all of these, all of these shows, movies, they're too smart for me. They just start okay. talking about like time travel and shit, and I'm good up until a certain point, and then I'm like, I, I don't, I don't understand what the rules are in this world, and I don't know what's going on. So I tried. Um, mm. and then the other thing I checked out, which I have to say, I I had a good time. We went and we saw the Dungeons and Dragons movie. I nerd really alert, en- nerd hey, alert, shut nerd your alert. mouth, shut your mouth, <laughs> shut your mouth. How dare you? First off, first off, there's something I hate you. There's something for everybody. You're right. There are some there are some delicious men in it. It was fun. A little bit of Chris Pine. You got a uh, hot Bridgerton dude. He's in there. Um, you know that's why I was there. Like I okay. just my husband mentioned it, and I was like, oh yes, I will be going. I would like mm-hmm. to see this movie. I want to see it. So went had a good time. It was fun. It was a, a genuinely fun movie. It was very. Um, accessible and that you did not have to really understand Dungeons and Dragons uh, in order to get what was going on. So I appreciated that. Uh, yeah. So that, that was pretty much it. Just really chilled, really, you know, 
took that time away from the computer. So wait, that actually like made a movie theater? Like you had to physically go to a movie to see it? Why are you saying it like that? I just have questions. I have questions. I have questions. You... What no girl, we just we just got together and we just talked about Dungeons. Yes, girl, it was a movie. Yes, we went to but a like, theater. Meaning you had to like pay for it on like a like I a fucking big hate screen? you. I fucking hate I'm, you. It, <laughs> <laughs> you were like, like you were like, but wait, but like they didn't pay you? Like you came out <laughs> and you spent money, like money that you earned doing a job when you could have spent it on something else. Yes, bitch. Yes. Okay. We spent All money. Right. We did it. It was, I had a good time. Judge wasn't me. Wasn't like free form? Wasn't, you know, wasn't, it wasn't. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, it was on YouTube. <laughs> we, we, it was on the YouTube channel. They were, they right. were trying something out and I was like, yeah, hey, yeah, let me right. give this a shot. Let me, let me see yeah. this little, this 14 year old kid's movie about Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. That's what a, I thought. A, I just wanted to I confirm. You. Okay. I hate you so much. Okay. So much. Um, so, wow. Wow. That's why you okay. set me up. That's why you were like, you go for hers so I can shit <laughs> on what, <laughs> on your basic bitch activities. Okay, fine. I, I, you know, I didn't, I've never heard of this movie. I'm, I've never even seen a preview on TV. I don't understand how it went from the, like into a movie a theater game? considering, considering yes. I've never saw a preview for it. I mean, I've seen more ads for Power Rangers than Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> so I'm just, I, and, and apparently there's re- renowned people in the movie yes. and I'm just very confused. Yes. Yes, oh, I just never heard of this. That's other okay. than it, the, the 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 game, it it just it wasn't on your radar. I recognize that my radar. I don't has think it's been, anybody's radar, but I, well, maybe clearly I, it was clearly because we okay. saw it. Okay, okay. You know what? Mm. I don't want to be mad. Just just go. Mm. What what did you mm. do? What did what what was what was your two weeks like? No, I mean okay. let's let's get into Dungeons and Dragons. Um, <laughs> what's <laughs> Is the movie is the movie about people playing Dungeons and Dragons, or is it about the people in Dungeons and Dragons? What's the premise here? You know, I'm I'm torn because part of me hates this line of questioning, but part of me, but part of me is also like, you know what, my friend's trying. She's trying Mm -hmm. to throw me a Mm -hmm. lifeline, and okay, fine, fine, I will indulge you. Inclusivity, yes. Okay, inequity. It is equity. I'm DEIing this topic right now. <laughs> and the movie did that as well. You know what? Okay. Excellent. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn. Yep, here we go. Full circle. So um it is it is about characters from okay. the game. So okay. um I'm gonna do a terrible job of explaining this, but this is my uh nerd adjacent explanation. In okay. that um, Dungeons and Dragons, if you all are not familiar, it is like a, a role-playing uh, storytelling game, if you will. There is a dungeon master. There's There are quests that you go on, um, your group of friends while you're playing this game. And mm-hmm. so um, in the game itself, there's also, in addition to quests, there are, I, I think they are called races of people. So you'll have like, Again, I do not fucking know the names, but you'll have someone who's like uh, a pixie and somebody who's a warrior and somebody who I don't know is a magician. I don't fucking know. They've got different classes of people. And Mm -hmm. so the movie was sort of exploring 
this group of individuals, each of them kind of represented a different class of person, and they're on this quest. The the quest, the storyline of the of this particular movie was that um, this guy, the Chris Pine character, he is a uh, a thief. Chris he, Pine. Yes, and he and he sings in it. I forgot that he could sing. He does his little whatever that class of people is, where like they bards, I think they're called, where they sing and they do shit. That's that's who he is. Um, okay. And so the backstory is like he is a thief um, due to one of his um, thief thievery quests. His uh, he pissed off the wrong people. They basically murdered his wife, and then his uh, daughter is kind of kidnapped kidnapped by who he thinks is a friend. At that time, he thinks that his friend is actually just taking care of his daughter. But when they meet up again in the future, because he goes to jail when he gets out, they meet up again, and it turns out this so called friend has actually been lying to his daughter and told her that like he had abandoned her, he never cared about her, yada, yada, whatever. So basically he's trying to get his daughter back, um, prove himself, prove that, you know, he, he really wanted to be there for her, but it was just that he was in jail and just goes on a journey. And there's certain things that he has to magical items that he has to obtain in order to complete this quest and get his daughter back, so to speak. So gotcha. I know what it sounds like. I know that I did not, I, I did not do the greatest job, but um, it was fun. And you I just know, would you like had to the- highlight that you started this off with calling yourself nerd adjacent. Yeah, nerd adjacent. Sure, I don't think you are now categorized as nerd adjacent anymore. I'm I'm still nerd adjacent because I'm not sitting there and I'm not I can't even tell you the classes of characters I was like bard I don't know the, the people who play music I'm not I admit there is some there's some nerdum but it's still mm-hmm. nerd adjacent and again let me repeat let me just make it clear what brought me there was the attractive men that were in the movie I was That's not there for the assessment. story that is yes, fair. I was not there. I was like, I want to see this Bridgerton dude. If if Dungeons and Dragons is the movie that gets him to take his shirt off and show up in a shower mm. scene, mm. who am I to complain? Look, yeah. I'm there for yeah. the eye candy. It doesn't matter how it's presented. I'm I'm going to gobble it up. So okay. just making it clear. So yes, a little nerdy, nerd adjacent. That's mm. how I'm going to put it. So um, Adjacent. Yeah. Adjacent. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So um, go check it out. You should go see it um, or or don't and just wait until it's on whatever movie d- d- subscription platform, Disney Plus. I don't know who the fuck is going to get it. You can wait, see it for semi-free and yeah, go about it that way. But it was fun. I stand by it. It was fun. I laughed. I had a good time. Beautiful men doing beautiful things. So okay. boom, right. I'm done now. Um, so yeah, tell us, tell us about your time. What did oh. you get into so much? I'm so excited. Okay. Tell us. Ladies and gents, I did yes. a, uh, an international vacation. I went Yay. to South Korea. Um, Amazing. It, 
honestly, it's been a whirlwind. I am still tired from my trip. I can barely mm. keep my eyes open. Jet lag is kicking my ass. But I mm. had a fantastic time. I was there for 10 days. And wow. I managed to not just see, you know, Seoul, which is like the capital city. Um, mm. I got around. I went to Busan, which is... um. And the other bigger city, five hours away, and it's on the other side of the country, where mm. it's on the beach. It's on. It's a water. It's a port city. So, a lot of military used to come in and out of there. Um, it's very. It's. It is a warmer climate. It wasn't as warm, but it was warmer compared to Seoul. Um, but in the summertime, it's like it's mm. like going to the tropical place. It, it's a beautiful city. There's um, beaches. It feels like, I wouldn't call it Miami, but it's probably the closest to Miami you're going to get. It's a fun city, um, more international. I feel like there's a lot more international people, Bob, probably because one, uh, it's, it's a city that's closer to Japan and, um, you know, there's tons of like international guests coming in and out of it. So anyway, those are the two main big cities that I was in, Seoul and Busan, uh, they're fantastic, you know, separately on its own. Obviously, in Busan, I ate all the um, seafood. There was so much to offer. Oh. My goodness. Sashimi. Oh. oh, my God. It was so much food. My How favorite part of this it? trip was all the different food I ate. I even had oh. I even had squid that was so fresh that it was still moving when I ate it. Oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. It was just a really fun I know. I know. It was it was squiggling yeah. around. The muscles were still muscling uh, as oh, I put God. it in my mouth. So but it was so good. It was so good and fresh. And just like if you love. I know there's there was there's so much. Um, but yeah, mm. I, well, I said, let's start with the flight. The flight was slotted to be uh, 15 hours. It actually turned out to be 18 hours on the way because um, apparently in Russia, there was, I know, it's crazy. Apparently in Russia, there was some sort of volcanic eruption, which causes ash clouds. So just clouds of ash. And uh, you can't fly through those. Those clog up the engines and then your engines fail. So all flights wow. going east or west were rerouted um, basically oh, wow. south. So we flew like oh. past south, past Hawaii to go all the way back up north. Um, and wow. that took an extra three hours. So that was a long flight. <laughs> oh my God. It was a very long flight in a way. And it was just like, yeah, long How time. Did you do I think I that? ate like 20 How- meals on that flight because they just, I don't. I don't, you did it. I mean, it was pretty terrible. Um, and, and on the way, maybe because I was just so excited, I didn't sleep as much as I wanted to. Uh, on the way back, however, I slept pretty much the entire flight. But um, on the way, I just, yeah, I think I was just excited. And so just 18 hours of like, I think I watched seven to eight movies or something crazy like that. And I tried to read, but my attention span apparently is trash. But um, the reason I went... Is because I have a friend from high school. She mm-hmm. is originally from Korea, but she's been in the States since high school. And she's married. Mm-hmm. She has children, uh, small kids. And she really, really wanted her kids to know and understand not just culture, but the language. You know, her parents still live in Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, she just wanted to make sure that her kids 
was learning Korean not just from her in a white environment. Yeah. So, and it, that, which means mm-hmm. they would never be able to really communicate with their grandparents. And right. I think the experiment has worked because when I got there, we had Korean speaking children. So it was, uh, yes, it, it has worked. They're not even haven't been there full year yet. And, uh, the kids are very fluent. I was shocked that I visited them right before they went on their journey and they knew no Korean Mm -hmm. (laughs) or a couple of words, but no, we had, we had speaking, they're in school there. They're, you know, taking classes in this elementary school. And I think, yeah, one's Mm -hmm. kindergarten and other one, I think is first grade. So yeah, they're wow. in they're in full immersion, and so it oh. is successful. And you know, I mm-hmm. we did a couple of big family dinners with her family, um, and it was like so mm-hmm. exciting to see her parents communicate with their grandkids. And I don't think oh. if it wasn't for this trip, it would have been really difficult for them to do that. So it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, that is too. Yeah, cute. they're having a great time there. Um, but yeah, it was honestly mm-hmm. like it's one of those trips like. I loved every second of it, but my God, you're so busy. Like every day was like such an adventure. I also, I'll, I'll disclose because you know what? You're, you guys are my friends. You're my people on this podcast. Um, yes. I got, a, I, I got a little work done. I got, I got a cosmetic. What did you do? Procedure. Oh, <gasps> um, uh-huh. if you did not know, Korea is like the kingdom of, cosmetic everything the skincare the beauty stuff they are beauty capital of okay. the world and yes. they offer things for the low low so i got a little nose what? filler i got a nose you nose did. filler which is essentially i created a i have a like a, had a flat nose so i created a bridge mm-hmm. in my nose so it was like a nose job but it's temporary so it's just filler okay. that dissolves in like nine months so but it's it's testing the water to see if i like it and i do it looks very natural okay. most people can't even tell but i can tell in pictures i wouldn't have known um, but i just yeah i was yeah, like I, so I instead didn't. of like yeah. oh, good instead of contouring my nose which i would have to do to give give it projection i have it mm-hmm. naturally naturally wow so yeah was i got a couple i got that painful? done it was um, you know what? It actually wasn't. I was like, oh, I geared the day, the day I knew I was getting the procedure. Um, I got, I did, I did a day where I was like, all right, like this could go really fucking left. So we're going to have yeah. a calm day of the procedure. So if I got to go home and just rest, I'm just going to go home and rest. However, I right. was fine. Um, they numb you, obviously. It's just like an injection of filler and they put, um, they put the, they inserted these two nose threads. So it just like pulls the nose mm-hmm. together. Another temporary thing. So it's just me testing to see if I would ever go full nose shop. But I don't know. I think I like this temporary thing and it's significantly cheaper than going full nose shop. Mm. Um, but anyway, so okay. they, they, they fill it with, you know, they put it to your nose and fill the nose with no uh, filler. And then mm-hmm. they like put these threads in your nose, like through a small hole at the tip of your nose it mm-hmm. they numb your nose so honestly i didn't really once they were putting the stuff in you don't really feel anything um mm-hmm. but then like the next day i had a sore nose it felt like i got kind of it's it was equivalent of like oh either i fell last night 
or I got hit in the face really hard last night. So honestly, it's still a little okay. sore if I move. Yeah, um, it's probably still yeah. a little sore to touch. So, um, but it's it was never like oh I'm in pain. I need to take pain pills and lay down. It was never like that. Just right. like ouch, like a little sore. Okay. It's still a little sore. Yeah, but nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing crazy. So it was it was fine. I was like walking around doing. Wow. I did I had a full day following the procedure. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so yes, that was one thing I, and I liked the results. So maybe I'll do it another time. Hope probably not here because I didn't pay much for that there, but I'm sure it's like thousands of dollars here. So I can Um, only imagine. Okay. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that's how the, the, the the week started. Obviously shopping, beauty, cosmetics, all the food, um, you know, historic sites, you know, a lot of the historic palaces from the, the Shing, uh, the Shin Dynasty. Um, it was so much fun. It was just a really, really fun trip. So educational, so cultural. Um, you know, meeting some of her friends. Um, um, I also went to school with her brother Bri- briefly. Um, so it was nice connecting mm. with him and his girlfriend. And uh, karaoke is huge there. Huge, huge, oh, huge. Oh my you god! So. We went what two nights, sing? one with her entire family. Um, what what mm-hmm. didn't I sing is the question. Oh my I, God. You know, I, look, look, you know me. I'm an R&B girl. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. an R&B girl. But I had yes. some competition in the room because wow. uh, my friend's brother and his girlfriend were the duet queen and king, honey. Okay? Really? And not only were they the duet king and queen, they were uh-huh. killing it with old school R&B songs. They started to sing <gasps> Reunited by Peaches and Herb. And I said, excuse me? What? You know, Reunited wow. by Peaches and Herb. Yes. I was like, I was like, are my parents wow. in the room? Yeah. Yeah. What? The duet. So I, I think they just like focus on duet songs. And that's a great duet song. Mm. Reunited. That's a fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. So like, I was so like, good. I felt, I some type of way like I was getting fucking like beat up <laughs> I was getting one up on me it was one up wow. in me the duet king wow. and queen bringing the soul music to the room so yeah no it's so much fun um gosh uh-huh. yes R&B all the Michael Jackson the Prince mm-hmm. um you know Beyonce always got to throw in there for some razzle dazzle all the all the sure. songs yeah Oh yeah. my gosh. Always fun. Was it like a super, super nice, like what was the, the, the venue like in comparison to like how we, how we try and do it in the States? Was it like stupid nice and like the selection was insane? Um, no, it, it honestly, it was like every Korean style karaoke bar I've ever attended. Okay. Right. You get your room, okay. you get the big book yeah. with all the things, you plug in the number, you right. sing your songs. So that's pretty standard. They, you know, if you want drinks, they mm. bring you drinks to the room. So, you know, the Koreans that have brought that to the United States has nailed it because it's yeah. exactly okay. the same. <laughs> it's the same. Okay. Got, yes. you. So got no, you. I was like, it, it's literally the I, same. Like they've nailed it down right. to like, you get the snacks and the, the, the beers or whatever mm. the hell you're ordering. You get your room, you right. rent it, you rock out the mics, all everything's the same. Even the cheesy, um, little videos they play in the background while you're reading the lyrics. <laughs> exactly the same. So they have nailed that. No change. Oh, wow. Wow. Yes. Okay. Okay. 
Oh, very cool. Very, very cool. Um, what was, I, I have to, I want to talk to you more about food. I'm not going to let you like move away from food just yet. Um, what was your favorite meal? Like, I know you were talking about seafood, but like, you got to give me like top three. Like, what were your top okay. three meals right. out there? Okay, what I did not mention, there was one place I went. There is like a fancy resort called Paradise City in, in, in South mm-hmm. Korea. Um, they have mm-hmm. about two or three locations. One is in Seoul, one is in Busan. Um, and it's like, it feels like I stayed there one night. It feels like you're in Vegas. It's like a big Vegas over the top resort. It's also a casino. It just felt like big, very Vegas-y. Think of like Caesars, but like not, not so old. Um, I feel like Caesars is kind of dated, but think of Caesars in its heyday. Yes. Um, it has like, you know, contemporary art in it, like real big art installations from famous artists, very over the top, Mm -hmm. beautiful, beautiful place. Anyway, I stayed there one night and I stayed there because one of the restaurants I wanted to, uh, attend was this restaurant called Born and Bread. They have two locations. One is in this Paradise City Hotel. Born and Bread uh, mm. is a tasting restaurant where you taste Hanwu beef and they prepare it. Okay. I think it's like 10, 10 different ways. Um, Hanwu uh-huh. beef in particular is a cow from Korea. Um, it's similar to Kobe, Kobe beef, where okay. um, it's yeah. just kind of a higher grade uh, cow, a uh, higher grade cow. However, mm-hmm. uh, Hamu beef um, is a little fattier. There's a lot, it's a lot, it's mm-hmm. not as lean. It is very fatty mm-hmm. um, and flavorful, rich, oh my God. rich, 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 and delicious. So mm-hmm. I had oh. the tasting of one of the top tastings I've ever had in my life. They prepared mm-hmm. that thing so many ways. They kind of started with like, you know, the, the beginning of the meal was very much, all right, we're going to give you slices. We're going to slice up the steak, just like grill it, you know, for a few minutes, sear it. And then that's your start. By the end of the meal, we were getting dishes like pho um, with, you know, and sandwiches. And like, so like they oh really, really like rice dishes. So they went from like, here's tasted on its own to incorporating it into uh, Asian dishes and my dishes, God, yeah. and, you know, oh my God. with those type of meals where you're like tasting for like, you know, different, different ways, tasting menus are hard for me. Mm. Um, because I feel Why? like I, I love the idea of it. I, this is probably like the third mm-hmm. or fourth time I've ever done one. I love the idea yeah. of it. And it is very, it's also a little pretentious, but let me explain why I have mixed feelings on it, though. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Because one, I never get to finish the meal the way you started. You started, you're hungry, and those first few yeah. plates or dishes you get, you're like, "Oh my god, I'm devouring it! It's bomb!" And then there's the second half where you you're not yeah. that excited about food anymore. You're kind of full. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as much they're bringing out these fantastic dishes. And you're like, okay, but I don't really want it. And you're not the, yeah. the excitement and your your levels in your stomach. Like I feel like like a lot of the things I was saying, like they gave out they uh, the last few dishes was pho. They had a rice dish with like seared meat on top of it, um, like a sandwich. Mm. Like 
I wanted to enjoy that just as much as I enjoyed the first half of it, but you're so full that I'm like, Oh, this is like food that I, I'm just not even, I, I, I I would love those dishes now. You can't enjoy it. It's like not enjoyable. So as much. And I was like, and I knew that day in particular, I purposely didn't eat as much as I wanted as much room to go to town Mm -hmm. on this, this dinner. And still I couldn't finish the race. I couldn't finish the race. Yeah, and especially if it's rich, like a lot. I feel like it's a lot so of those rich. like tasting menus, right? They yeah. throw in the stuff, and they're like, you got to balance it out. It's like if you give me one rich dish, like then then give me some salad or some like veggies for the next like two or three, so I can kind of just like take a break. That. But, I think yeah. they tried that, but it's just like you are personally from my yeah. stomach. For me to mm-hmm. be, you know, to continue that long on a, a, a yeah. dinner, just eating a bunch of stuff. It just, it's not sustainable for me. You could put a bunch of things, right. palate cleansers, the whole nine yards. Right. My stomach by, you know, tasting six is like, okay, we're done. Right. So I miss yeah, out I on the, last, the yeah. last leg of it. And I'm like, damn, can I take all of this home mm-hmm. so I can have it for breakfast? But no, this is, you right. know, you, those type of places you can't do stuff like that. So. I know. Yeah. And then I hate it too because like That's my you're, gripe. you're full. It's like very indulgent. Right. Right. Yeah, right. You're full. Yeah. And then like and then they hit you with the of course dessert or whatever the sweet stuff is gonna be at the end. And yes. then by the time that even yes. comes up, you're like, What the fuck? I can't have your you ice cream it. made with olive oil and ricotta yes. or whatever the fuck you yes. made. No. Yeah, yes. I know. You're right. It's it's a lot. Yes. It's really think- fucking decadent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so decadent. I think the dessert I had was like, you know, homemade raspberry ice cream with some sort of tart. And I'm like, this looks so mm-hmm. pretty and I want none of it. Like you just, yeah. it's just it becomes, <laughs> it's like egregious. Like, dude, I just, yeah. like, I, I don't, I, I, this is, I'm so young in my like fancy restaurant world. So like, mm-hmm. I need to understand like someone who really, who does this, who really does this shit. Like, how do they prepare mm-hmm. for a night like that? Because I, really, I, I just, I don't yeah. know what to do. Yeah, the, the last couple of times I've tried to do a tasting menu, exactly what you described. Like, I, there's a limit for me. Like, I think it's, I think it's like six. I think it's six or seven. And then, I'm like, that's it. Like, I cannot do, I cannot do much after that. Like, I remember we went to this sushi place over when we were in Hawaii. And it was like, I don't even remember how many fucking courses and it was just little pieces of fish but it was like by the time like the eighth thing came out mm-hmm. i was like i can't i can't do this i can't like this is too much so i don't know i don't know how it's the folks much. who are pros yeah i don't know how they do it i really don't because you're right it is it i have is a to google it like give me some tips and advice <laughs> on how to survive this right. like 10 course event but yeah I, I i can't even i don't to be honest i think i was hitting mm. the wall at like four you know dish <laughs> oh, four came man. out and i was I, like if you stop right, right now i'd be fine yeah give me right. your dessert and i'd yeah. be fine but you know right. you want to you want to keep first of all it's not cheap so you you pay you know you're exactly. about to pay this like exorbitant fee yep and then you don't even yep. get through all the stuff because my stomach is like absolutely yeah. not you want to throw up tonight or you want to keep eating your choice <laughs> and so i'm like okay i don't want to be sick tonight so i'm gonna stop 
And then I'm just throwing yeah. away money and that just, you know, not just even the money part, but the experience part is more important. And I'm just like, oh, this is terrible. Right. You don't want to feel gross. Like you actually want to enjoy the experience and not sit there and be like, I'm on the verge of something disgusting and I don't want <laughs> anyone else to witness this. Right. Like, I don't right. want. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So that was. So wait, that was just one place you gave me, right? That was just the yes. That was the, that was certainly my f- yes. Born and bread was one of my okay. favorite meals. Um, the seafood meal okay. I mentioned I had in Busan. The seafood extravaganza I had in Busan was uh-huh. phenomenal. And my third favorite meal <sighs> has to be one yes. evening. The evening we went out with her parents um, to karaoke. We mm-hmm. started at dinner, and it was a restaurant. What I love about Korean food is or restaurants, I'll say, is that. You're not going to find an Olive Garden S restaurant there. There is a restaurant that <laughs> specifically does one thing good and one thing mm-hmm. only. And I love that. Awesome. So we went to a restaurant mm-hmm. that specialized in duck. And we, guess what Ooh. we ate? Duck. And they, duck. you know, they put it, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know, in <laughs> Korean food, you have a lot of food that cooks in front of you. So they uh, sear duck, pieces of duck. And then added vegetables. And then, you know, we made these little wraps with it. And then at the end, which I learned in Korean food, is that once all your main is done, they bring rice. So that's also the thing I learned is that the the dinner is not done until rice comes out. So they take all the fat and whatever's left of your meat and veggies they fry the rice on top. So you have fried rice with duck fried rice at the end of the meal, which is ridiculous, but also delicious. So it was oh so good. God. It was so it was so good that we had to order more because we killed it. Um, oh, my yeah, God. So that was one thing I learned that a cream meal is not done when you go out to dinner until the rice is appears you're going to get more mm. food. And you know, Koreans eat a lot of banchans, which are like these small little veggie dishes and stuff like that and size that mm. come with it. So there's all these banchans on the table. And, you know, my American oh. ass thinking, oh my God, I like go to town on all this stuff. And then I'm full. <laughs> and then here comes the woman right. with bringing the rice. And I'm like, oh no, there's like, more. Why so, did you tell me? I know. I'm like, guys, you got to <laughs> warn the American girl that uh, the ending is rice. So pace yourself. So that mm. now I, by the end of the trip, of course, I figured this out. And I'm like, I can't eat anything else because I thought that was the end of the meal. But um, yes, yeah, so right. that was my third favorite with like duck <sighs> and Oh, oh my gosh. So good. Yes. Oh, yes. that sounds amazing. And it's such like a simple dish. Oh like it was just prepared well with right. good veggies and and like, you know, a bunch of side banchan dishes that they throw in with, you know, pickled veggies, spice and oh. all the things. So they do oh. food very well. And again, restaurants, if they do one thing well, that's the only thing they sell. There's, there's not like... right. They're not doing a burger and then, you know, a lasagna. It's one thing, one thing. Well, that's where you go to that restaurant. And I think that's a fantastic thing. Oh, that sounds so fucking good. Oh, my God. You, uh, I, it just, that that sounds amazing. Like, I fucking duck. Like, oh, my gosh. That's so, oh. Oh, so jealous. It was a very so, so decadent jealous. trip food wise. My I, I think yeah. I think food and I've been a lot of places if you know me. 
Um, I think that's mm-hmm. in my top three for food in the world. Really? Yeah. Ooh. They don't fuck around. Wait, who? They're, what also learned, okay. they're really into coffee shops. Uh, they're oh my so- God. Yes, this is your haven. Oh. There's so many places to get fancy coffee. Like all the lattes. I've never seen so many coffee shops in my goddamn life. All the French pa- they're oh into God. French pastry, so you can get a coffee and a French pastry every goddamn morning. Um, they're so yeah, I didn't even know that. They're really, really serious about coffee and coffee shops. Yeah, they have Starbucks, oh but there's God. also next to a Starbucks, there's three other fucking coffee shops. There's so many. So many. I, okay. Yes. I, that, that is, I, I need to go. Yeah. That sounds fucking amazing. Yep. You know, I love me I know. a I know. coffee shop and the pastries, yes. but girl, yes. I yes. don't think I can do 15 hours. Like I have never okay been on a plane that long that is and then if you like if yeah like your your uh experience where it's just like oh you know some weird shit happening in russia i gotta add an extra three hours Mm -hmm. what i couldn't (sighs) i don't know i don't know that i could do that the plane ride is rough i'm not gonna even bullshit you the plane ride is rough however there's a lot happening over there. And my goodness, the food alone would bring me back. Uh, if you want to get any cosmetic oh. things done, it's cheap. Botox yeah. and filler and all those things that we do here that I, I think a lot of that stuff has gotten cheaper because it's more accessible, but it's still not as cheap as it is in Korea. Mm. Um, so if okay. you want to do all of that, there's the beauty sector, there's the food sector. There's just mm. so much the city has to uh, city country it has to offer. Um, yeah. I would recommend everyone going. Um, yes, it's a lot of things is in Korean, so there is a language barrier, but you'll survive. It's you know it's an international yeah. city. You'll be fine. Um, and yeah, I mean, oh. glowing reviews. What What about? I, I didn't even think to ask, but just came to mind. Clothing, fashion. What were, What um, was it like? There is a lot of stuff for cheap. I, but I will say this: okay. Korean, Korean world is very. You are very high end, meaning you could be wearing <laughs> the Chanel's, the Gucci's, the fancy, fancy, fancy clothes, or it's like nothing. Yeah. Like you're paying, you know, seven dollars for oh, a shirt. Okay. It's it's very interesting. Yeah. I I think that's also kind of showing of the class levels. You can be very very rich mm-hmm. there. Um, I went to a, a one mall. Um, also, I went to Korean spa. There is like. Jimji Bob, which is like a Korean spa, and it is an experience. Like you could spend the whole day there. There's the wet oh room God. where you can go to different pools, uh, the mm-hmm. the steam room where you can go to different steaming areas and steam yourself. Um, there's food, mm-hmm. there's restaurants in there. Like you can on you, there's actually places to sleep. You could stay there all oh, wow. yeah. I I I'm sure. If there is like a homeless population, you just go there for a few bucks and just sleep a night. <laughs> um, but what right, I was right. going, what I was going at is that um, next to the spa we went to in Basan, there was just like huge mall, a couple of huge malls, and it is, it is, it, it, it is very like there's clear a clear wealth gap there. Either you're really wealthy mm. or you might be really poor because the stores yeah. in this mall. The source, I mean, it was obscene amounts of wealth and like 
I, I don't think I've been outside of Fifth Avenue. It's right. kind of insane that, that sh- all of that is just in like one department store. Millions, one millions. Ball, of, yeah. 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 It was weird. It was wow. very strange. Um, okay. And it was like that. And then like the only store that I recognized that was like, okay, this is normal. It was like an H&M. So shout out to H&M for, Aww. you know, getting into the small where <laughs> it, is the, odd, right, it right. is the odd store out. But yeah, it was just like mm-hmm. all the designers, the watches, the clothes, all the fancy stuff. Things I couldn't, you know, maybe afford every five years. Um, and that's a maybe. Right. But yes, yeah, so yeah, it, right. it's a lot of, it's, they're very much into fashion. Um, they're also really thin. So I didn't buy a lot of stuff clothing wise because mm, they apparently, yeah. Koreans are tiny. And I was like, yeah, this isn't, I can't, I mean, I might be able to get a thing, but ugh, no thanks. Um, so I didn't focus yeah, on the fashion. Right. So I did get like a little uh, leather bag, a little leather cute bag, but that was it. And okay. it wasn't a high end, yeah, yeah nothing yeah. high end, just just a nice constructed leather bag from like a little store. Um, but yes, I little have shop. all the creams, mm. all the beauty stuff, uh, <laughs> all the things. You My came face back with will all the look makeup, all the yeah, no, yeah, it's oh. not makeup, but just skincare, all the skincare things, oh, mask it. and mm-hmm. serums and the things, wow. <laughs> moisturizing yeah. and all the things. So uh, I'm actually looking forward to this evening. I'm going to skincare it up. Oh, yes. very nice. Yeah, no, I've, I've heard that they are like, yeah, they're next level with their mm-hmm. skin treatment regimen, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. next, next level. Oh my gosh. Dang. I should have like, I wish I had like thought about it. I would have like Venmoed you money and been like, "Hey, give me, give me some of that uh that face serum so I can look you know, get my jumper, hook me up, hook me up." But totally, it I totally forgot. But that's all right. Next time I come and visit, I'll just be using a little bit of yours and be like, "Okay, mm, that works. Look at me that glow. Works. See what you like. Works, yep. Yes. See what Thank you like. You. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm so glad you got to." head out there and have that experience and catch up with, you know, your friend. And I, that sounds so, so awesome. You are like, you are my world traveler friend. You have, you've been (laughs) everywhere. I feel like where's the next place. That's what I want to know. Where are you going next? Have you decided? I am. I I'm working on it. I am so inspired by Asia. Now I am considering mm-hmm. this is for 2024 so not this year mm-hmm. um i am yeah. considering either vietnam or philippines mm-hmm. so Ooh. i haven't made a decision yet <sighs> neither place i've visited oh but i would God. love to go and if i go i can take a mm-hmm. side stop into korea for a couple of days and then go to either one right <sighs> yes Oh, that's so amazing. I'm so amazing. So jealous. So jealous. Okay. Well, you have to keep us all posted because um, we'll do. me, especially because I, I like to live vicariously through you. So please, please, <laughs> please do. Um, oh my goodness. I don't even, I just looked at the clock and I'm like, holy fuck, how is it already an hour? Um, do we, is there anything else we want to? chat about do we have we don't do we got our topic or no we don't have to because i know i wanted this episode to be about you and the trip and hearing all the things i don't know you you tell me do we oh, do we, we can certainly do a, get into it let's get into what we talked about baby oh the the other topic the um the craziness yeah. that is men um <laughs> 
Yes. Um, well, well, you set that up. I don't even know I, how I'll to. Set it yeah. up. I will. I will yeah. set it up. Um, I have seen an alarming trend on social media that men, why are men? Um, men are are taking a very adversarial approach to women in general. Um, I have seen clips from podcasts. Uh, where men are are on a on a real misogyny kick, um, you know, targeting mm. women who who decide to be unwed and unmarried, who decide to go after you know maybe higher powered careers, um, and you know, to show that women of all races are in general doing better than men right now. Um, men, mm. women have decided to in general um more women have decided to opt out of marriage opt out of children and this trend is growing Mm -hmm. and i fear that while that trend is growing and women are becoming more career driven and do make a lot more money than men men maybe feel threatened by this and this is kind of this weird uh get back or you know this like like we can't we how dare women do better than men um, and and so mm-hmm. they're voicing their opinions on a variety of TV shows and podcasts, and I'm just very alarmed on where our our culture is going. This gender war thing, mm-hmm. and it's not just like white men; it's black men, it's all men. Honestly, it's it's scary. Mm-hmm. I feel like in some ways we're moving backwards as a society, um, yeah. and it, it's very alarming. And I and unfortunately, as much as you know, they say, oh, all these things exist in like a microcosm. They don't because mm-hmm. I've seen some of the same rhetoric on dating profiles with men who maybe like Andrew Tate. And like, so it's just mm-hmm. really, really scary to me that these men are absorbing these like kind of talking points and then want to date women. Right. <laughs> it's yeah, it's alarming. Right. It, right. And I don't, so like, have you seen, is there, um, like, uh, well, I hate to use the, the dating example, but like, is there something in particular, like, uh, in terms of like a profile that like you've seen where people, where men have just been real blazing with it? Like just saying, I mean, I've like, seen, just, yeah, I've seen things on such like, uh, I prefer women who are, uh, fit, feminine and friendly. And that's like a podcast where, uh, basically men go on there and tell, they want these feminine wives who are, you know, less career driven. Uh, and just kind of oh, like subservient okay. to them, um, you know, uh-huh. fit, fit feminine. So are you just be attractive, conventionally attractive, very feminine and like good and like friendly mm. to them. And I've seen that on people's profiles and I'm like, oh no, like this is really creeping out into like real world, mm. real world, like action. Um, so, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it doesn't like exist in like a vacuum. Like this is like shit that really does have real world implications and not just like silly internet points and talking points. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. And I've noticed this like gender division kind of starting for a few years now, but it just feels like it's getting Mm -hmm. worse. And I don't know, are men just generally threatened? Like I know like Incel culture is kind of this thing where, you know, men are angry that women don't want them Mm -hmm. or, you know, the fact that because women are deciding to opt out and focus on career and other parts of their lives, 
um, realizing mm-hmm. that women generally do not need men anymore. Maybe that's like, right. it's like the now what? And oh my God, you have to work to like right. have people like you because we don't necessarily need to depend on a man. I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, but, like mm-hmm. in general, we have abortion is now a debate again <laughs> after 40 years. Yeah. So there's like a lot of things at play mm-hmm. and it's very, very scary to be a woman because especially if you are women who want to date men, <laughs> right. um, it is right. frightening right now. And I, I, I wonder, I, I don't know where it's coming from. Like there's a part of me when you were talking about it, it almost feels like there, the men who think like that are like victims of their own misogyny because it, I do think it's this idea that I wonder if part of it is this idea that, okay, well, if women are doing well for themselves and they're, they have their own career, then it makes me feel like they don't need me. Like they, right. don't, they don't need men. And that's really upsetting. But it's also like the reason why I feel like they're part of their own, like victims of their own misogyny is like, well, because but you've defined your role, your misogynistic view has defined your role as being this, the breadwinner or like the thing, like women have to depend on you when in reality, like, why was that? That shouldn't even be the view. It's just, why can't it be about equality? And it's, and if a woman is doing well for herself, it doesn't, yeah, granted she may not quote unquote need you, but that doesn't mean she doesn't want to be with you. Like there's more to, life other than like just I don't know having like a breadwinner or having you know a man take care of you it's like I want to spend my life with someone who loves me and appreciates me and treats me as an equal like I don't understand I just I just really don't understand where where all the anger comes from like how does how does women doing well disrupt what you're doing like well, I, maybe I there's some like can, insecure yeah. insecurities, feelings of inadequacy, mm-hmm. actually having to mm-hmm. work hard to to like attract a woman. Maybe that's mm. also what it yeah. is. Um, yeah. And I, I don't think in history, because we were so in the unequal, men have really mm-hmm. had to do that. We've had to rely on men for our to sustain ourselves. Now we don't have to. And now yeah. it's like, oh shit, like they, some women would rather just opt out and say, forget it mm-hmm. and live their best lives or whatever, however life they decided mm-hmm. they want to live without us. And mm-hmm. that lessens. And it's like, oh, we actually have to like work hard to like attract women or have them want to be with us. And maybe that's what we're mm-hmm. noticing this weird, I guess the balance of the rebalancing of that versus it's always kind of been in the men's hands and men having, because they've had the financial and, you know, just life um, problem uh, the life progresses that they, that they have always had. They don't really have anymore right. or they actually have to work for it. Yeah, maybe I, you know, yeah, maybe that that's part of it, but it just, it is really unsettling that there's so much, anger behind it like it like i just feel like over the past couple years we've heard all those crazy stories about you know what was it the one wasn't it like one kid out it was a california where he killed 
a bunch. I think he was a college student. He killed a, a couple of folks on their on his college campus. But mm-hmm. like, they found out later that he had like those videos and him being upset that you know these bitches were going for like like bad guys that weren't even treating them right, and he was a good guy, and they didn't want to talk to him. And it, you know, so there was that story. And then, you know, the, the dude with like, um, what was it at the, was it the Asian spa, like who killed a couple of folks over there? And it's just, it's just scary. I, I've never, I'm sure that these ideas probably existed and have been out there. But it just seems like they're so mainstream. Like we're just hearing so many of those stories. And the fact that like now you hear that BS on like podcasts where it's Mm -hmm. like, what the fuck, man? Like what is going on? Yeah, I don't, I don't, it's upsetting. I I don't get it. Um, You know, it's, it makes me think of totally random, but something I was watching today there is oh god what is it called there's a there's like a show on netflix it's this guy who wrote a book i actually read the book and enjoyed it um it was like how to how to be rich and it was this gentleman who gives like financial advice but the reason why i really enjoyed the book is that i felt like it was one of the few sort of like financial advice books where he he embraces people spending money on things that they love. Like okay. his whole approach was kind of like, Hey, look, you, you have things that you love. I'm not saying you have to give it up. I'm just saying that you could like shift your budget in a way so that like, yeah, if you like your fucking $7 lattes, mm, your girl right here, uh, you can get your $7 <laughs> lattes, but that means you got to shift things in you know, your budget to make that happen. So I really appreciated, you know, where he was coming from. And I think I read it like right after um, I got out of law school. But long story short, he, he's got a new show on Netflix and he's talking to couples about their, you know, financial um, situations and their budget, blah, blah, blah. And one of the first couples he talks to is uh, they're fairly young. I feel like they're like late 20s. They got two kids. And the situation currently is that the the woman works. She's the only one working in the home. And the guy is basically a stay-at-home father. Mm-hmm. And the the host is trying to get a better idea of like, well, was your situation always like this? Like, do you have a joint bank account? Blah, blah, blah. And so the the husband is like, no, like we don't have a joint bank account currently. And he's like, but when I was working, because like four years ago, he was the breadwinner and she was kind of staying at home. When he was working, they had a joint bank account. So he was like really taking issue with like this role reversal where he's like, okay, well now I'm stay at home. And like, you, you monitor every fucking thing I do, like Ah. monitor how much money I make. Yeah. So it was like very interesting because he, I, I actually really understood where he was coming from. Like I, I felt for him because he was kind of like, Hey man, like when it was me, we had a joint bank account. And I feel like what he was trying to say is like, I wasn't sitting there nitpicking about like what you were spending money on. It was like, we're married. We had a joint bank account. My money's our money, whatever. That's how it is. But now that there's been a shift or a role reversal, a gender reversal, she's now like, well, no, I don't, if you're going to spend money, you got to tell me what you're spending it on, blah, 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 blah. And when he keeps like presenting these things to her and he's saying the things that are very 
normally would be traditionally presented by the the stay-at-home mom where he's like i feel like you don't appreciate what i do for us like i am home taking care of the kids like i am doing everything at home i should be allowed to like okay give me an allowance like i should have a certain (laughs) amount of money because i am doing all these things if you were to hire someone to do this you would spend an insane amount of money and she's like well and you could just tell she was getting annoyed and she's like well you know i don't understand like women have done this for ages if it really bothers you like that's what women have had to do in the past like that's what we always did so i don't understand like why you're taking issue with this when like that's where women have been before. Hmm. And he was trying to say, well, okay, but like, we're trying to move beyond that. Aren't we trying to become a society where there's more of like an equal division? And if so, then, Hey, you got to respect what I'm doing. And it was just so, to me, it was just so interesting because I like, I really, when it started, I didn't think I was going to be in his corner. And maybe that's kind of my own biases where I was like, I don't know what this dude is going to say. I don't, I don't trust him. And then he started talking and I was like, Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, then this got a fucked up lady. Like when he was working, you had a joint account and now you don't, and you're not even giving him like (laughs) an allowance to do shit. So yeah, it was, it was very interesting. And then I think at one point she even said, you know, well, if, if, you know, if you really don't like it, you should just go out and get a job then. And he was like, okay, like, yes, I'm going to do it. And you're going to see how much like, (laughs) like how much I'm saving us by like helping out with the family. Like if I go get a job, we're going to be paying for a nanny. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I wonder what the question is. Was there really a division of labor? Because I just read another article and I think this is in Mm -hmm. maybe Buzz. It was a BuzzFeed article a couple of days ago where Mm -hmm. women, yeah, women are now outpacing men um, in salary. And a lot of women are becoming Mm -hmm. breadwinners. But you would think that the if the labor is, the, yeah. is exactly the same yeah. as it was. It's still on the women, they, right. Right. It's still on the women. So, you know, yeah. one was like, an, right. uh, I think, an emer- ER surgeon. And, you know, they mm-hmm. had children together. She's making a significant amount of money. And he's not, mm-hmm. I think he pulls in not even a third of what she makes. Um, and. Yeah. The, the labor, you know, she has long days at the hospital and she still has to come home and do a lot of the labor. And she's nervous about, she's right. a surgeon. So she's nervous about her hands and making sure that, mm. you know, she's in prime shape to keep performing her actual job. And it, the, 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 right. that's what she was stressed. She's like, you know, I don't get a break. I come home and I have to do the same amount, you know, labor wise at home that I would do if I wasn't yeah. having this type of job. And now she's, cause she wants to like, cut down her hours, but obviously if she cuts down her hours, they make, they bring in less money. So it's just, and then I think her husband's earning potential is obviously not as high as hers. So, I mean, there's, there's questions beyond that. Like it, does it, does it, when I read that article and they had many other examples of women who were in this similar situation and it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. there's this like idea of like bruising, not trying to bruise your husband's ego, uh, but also sure. like, hey, I'm doing make doing all of this labor outside of the home and then coming home and doing right. just as much labor as if I was a stay at home wife. So it's it's right. a balance act. Um, and anyway, yeah. I left that article saying if that is what it's it, to be a breadwinner and raise a household, then I don't I don't I'm opting out. Mm-hmm. That was my I don't, want that, yeah. <laughs> I don't want that at all. 
Right. Like I, I could do that You're by like, myself. This sounds I, horrible. Yeah, like right. if I want if I want to be a, Which, a parent, I could and do all of that. Right. Then I just be a single parent. Mm-hmm. It just seems right. like not and a I mean, good deal think, for women. Right, right, and I and I that kind of brings it back to like the original you know discussion where it's right. like, and maybe that is that's part of why women are just like, yeah, why would I do this? Like, why would I? I, I obviously want to have a career, but I want to come home and have there be a quality somewhere, but if right. I'm going to come home and the, the burden of like either home upkeep slash children is still going to fall on me or the majority of the responsibilities are going to fall on me. Why would I do that? Like this isn't, right. that doesn't make sense. Yeah. No. no, I, it is. I I've seen those articles too. I will say with the, the example, at least with the Netflix <laughs> special or the mm-hmm. show, it seemed like, and it was just the first episode, and I think it's supposed to kind of, you know, go through a couple of episodes with this couple, but at least this first one, the introductory one, it seemed like the guy was pretty much doing everything. It, it did. And that's where it, I think for me, that's why I was like, oh, wait, this is okay, but he's like doing everything though. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, I, look, not to say that what she is not working hard, I absolutely understand, but I think. If in that in that instance, if the um, if it was the woman who was staying at home and it was the guy who was working, and the woman was like, "Hey, man, like I'm doing all this stuff, like you've got to like we've got to balance this out," we would get that. We would be like, right. "Oh yeah, absolutely, that's not fair. It should not fall on her." I think I think in this instance, it really did fall on the guy. At least got that's it. how it was presented because yep. she was just like, "She's like, yeah, I get home at eleven and I can't do blah blah blah," and it's like, "Okay, but like." I mean, you got to do something, though. Like, <laughs> is he doing everything in the house? Like, are you making some of the meals? Like, what? what's going on? <laughs> but, yeah, it is. Um, it, it, it That actually makes me think of uh, uh, just a short kind of note about um, it was division of labor, but it was also kind of talking about how women – I forgot how they phrased it, but it was like basically like women having to deal with more of the mental burden mm-hmm. of things. Yep. So like, and it ended up, yeah. So it, and this actually ended up becoming a discussion I had with, with my husband and just trying to explain a little bit more, but essentially it was just kind of like the really simple examples of like being asked like how to help and this is going to sound no i know no keep keep going you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so so it's like it it is when you hear this like someone so to just to give an example i got a husband and wife whatever and the husband's like hey tell me how i can help you tell me how i can help you okay what do you want me to do what do you want me to and and I know that it comes from a good place. I know that when men are, you know, asking those questions, they're just like, hey, I just don't know how to, I just want to know how I can help you. I don't know the best way to do that. So I just need you to tell me. And I felt like this article was talking about how like, that's just like mentally taxing. It's like, I can't, like the the idea that like, I would have to tell somebody what I need help with. And especially when it's, I think in the, it stands out when it's situations where like you live with somebody, right? Like, it's not like, oh, I'm going through some shit and I don't know how to help you. So tell me how I can help you. It's like, right. no, like we live together. We both have to eat dinner. 
what like you don't have to ask me like what what do I want you know what should I make for dinner like yeah I get it you're trying to be you know um accommodating but sometimes to women that just feels like that's just like another mental task you're giving me like it's something else that like you're asking me to do even though like you're seeing it as just being accommodating and helpful it's just like man i i don't have the mental capacity to do that and i feel exactly. like as women we we deal with that i feel like so much more than men like i can't t- like and i the conversation that i had with my husband is that i was just trying to explain to him like one of my pet peeves in my day to day, whether it be work or just life as like a woman is like people just giving me like little tasks, like instead of just doing the thing that needs to be done, it all of a sudden is like, Oh, can you do this? Like, Oh, you can do this. Like, can you do this for me? And it's like, no, like, <laughs> no, in and, fact, you know, I, and I, and I think when, right, right. But I just feel like women get that more than men. Yes. Like, I don't, I, I really, you know, it just became a, a very interesting conversation with my husband, but it was just me trying to explain how those little things that are just so, I get where they're coming from and it, folks are trying to be helpful. It just can be mentally taxing because it's like, I can't, like I, the way a lot of times for me is like the way you can help me is like, can I, I would love to just show up and be like, Oh man, I I made this dinner. I made dinner already. Like I, I took care of it, or like mm-hmm. I did. Uh, I saw that your your files look crazy, so I just like organized them for you, or I don't know, like something just simple without where it's like having just, to just direct. Really, really, yeah, love it. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, it's exactly that. It's like that direction, and it's like I just. Oh, too much. Just too, too much. But yeah, anyway, it is, it's interesting. I don't know, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I want to be hopeful that like this, at least like with these horrible podcasts that are out saying <laughs> the ridiculous stuff that they're saying, like maybe the hopeful part or view on it is that it will just cause people to have more conversations right? and hopefully that'll just push them to see the flaws and kind of that thinking. But yeah, man, I can't, I actually looked up that fit feminine friendly and I was like, what the, what is yeah, this? That is, that's <sighs> a shit show. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it is. But yeah. yeah, man, I don't, let me stop because it, it is, I can go on about that stuff. So yep. Yeah. And these bears. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> oh well, how do we how do we want to close out our uh, our episode today? Uh, we got to close do... it out by doing a trivia question, ma'am. Okay. Oh, I want to make sure. I just want to make sure. I know. I know you had a crazy. You just came back. You were dealing with some. No, we, I don't know listen. If, you, if you got, anything oh, okay, fails, okay. you know what we're doing at the end of our goddamn show. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know whose week it is, but is it yours or is it mine? I don't got nothing. 
Okay. Do you have? I don't have any. Um, Yeah, I kind (laughs) of looked up one because I was like, I don't know whose fucking week it is. It might be mine. So I've just had, (laughs) I had something ready. Uh, um, Okay. okay, So y'all know what it is. Motherfucking New Jersey trivia. We are here to be. Trivia. Yeah. I think you might know this one because it's it's nope. like it's Don't. it's very centered Don't around places you've grown up. Um so oh, hopefully okay. Okay. hopefully I'm okay. right. So we're keeping on trend with the topic of the day, which was my trip to South Korea. Um mm-hmm. what town has one mm-hmm. of the largest Korean populations in the uh east coast of United States. Oh. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, and I think I know okay. what you. Yeah. I think I know what you know, but I just want you to say it. I mean, I hope. I hope this is still the case, and it hasn't changed because I'm gonna be pissed because this is the one thing I feel like I should get because I, I, think I live you, there. I think you know. Okay. Okay. Is it uh, Fort Lee, New Jersey? Wrong, bitch. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, you're close, but no cigar. Um, it, that is the no, second. You're a liar. It's second. You're a um, liar. I am not a liar. I actually thought as well, which is why I Googled it today. <gasps> um, but it is not Fort what Lee. However, it? Fort Lee does have a large Korean population of 23%, but the largest uh, on the Western Hemisphere is in New Jersey, and that's next door, which is Palisades Park. Uh, that is considered oh, Koreatown. Really? Yes, 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 <gasps> yes. Wait a so minute. So you were close. That, can, that cannot. What? Yes. That must be. Look, Palisades Park. You must have just come in, like nope. number one, like as of a couple. No, shut your mouth. <laughs> I don't believe you. I do not believe you. Really? It's <laughs> yeah. always been. Yes. Second place <sighs> is Leonia, and third place is Ridgefield, and fourth place is Fort Lee. Wait, wait, you get out of here. Fort Lee isn't even number two. No. It's four? Mm-hmm. But they're all like around the same area, but the highest is in that in that small area of all those sounds we just mentioned. Sure. Palisades Park has it. Yes. I okay. This is I'm gonna I'm gonna have to reach out to my Korean contingency okay. and and get I'm just, I don't really have one. I, 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 I don't, but um, (laughs) I'm going to have to do some research and wow, that really is tripping me up. Yeah. Cause I said that you guys. Leona has 26%. Ridgefield has 25% and Fort Lee has 23%. So it is fourth in the list. 20. I, Okay. I'm upset because I was so proud with that. I thought I had it. Y'all. I mean, it's I all the thought... same neighborhood. You probably, they, I think some of those towns flow into each other. So you're not off. And that was a good yeah, assumption. Yeah. Kind of, it all right. flows into Leonia, like one I think town. Is... It's like one town yeah, over each from I... each other. Sure. Sure. But still, yeah. still, it's gotta be something with like, just like, I don't know, fucking, it's not numbers. It's like, it's, it's purely percentage like yes percentage meaning like yes. maybe L- lonia is smaller but like percentage wise it's it higher. higher yes you know yeah, okay yeah. yes okay all right numbers math okay yeah. whatever yeah. um i'm upset um just 
you can just do the recap because I really <laughs> thought I had it. I was like, I was like, girl, I've lived there. I know this. I, I spent two years out there. I got this shit. And you were like, nah, bitch, it ain't even number two. But I really and did look it up because I thought the same. So that's why I even looked it up. Right. <laughs> That's why I, I looked it up. I know. So we weren't wrong, like, but we weren't shit. right. It's all good. It's all good. Okay. Yeah. I love how you said, like, we weren't wrong, but we also weren't right. We weren't so, right either. Okay. Um, oh, recap. Um, do the recap. Yeah. Um, if you, yeah. I'm going to plug uh, Nikki shit. Go see Dungeons and Dragons if you're nerd adjacent, but really <laughs> pretending to be nerd adjacent. Um, go to Korea. And if you can't go to Korea, go to Koreatown in Palisades Mm -hmm. Park. Um, it's, it has all the good things, tons of food and culture. I think I've been uh, to a few, um, spots there when I lived in New Jersey. Um, it's a fun place. Yeah. You can do Mm -hmm. karaoke. You don't have to go to Korea to go do some karaoke. You can certainly go there. If you're in the area, mm-hmm. lots of desserts. And I think there are some Korean spas in the area. There is Jimji Baz, they call them. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want a taste of Korea and not have to go to Korea, go to Jersey. Always a plug mm-hmm. for Jersey. Um, and yes. don't be misogynistic. Like, I don't know, like, come on. This we're it just feels like we're regressing as a society and we yeah. need to step our fucking games up. Um, the fact that the abortion's being relitigated says it all. Um, and that culture mm. is also ultimately trickling down into our everyday world. And we as a collective just need to do better. Um, I, it's very mm-hmm. sad that we're just kind of where we are currently. Our state of affairs is in shit. And, you know, mm. I think we just need an overhaul. And I don't see that first happening anytime soon, but a girl can hope. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Damn. Damn. Um, I, I, we got to keep it hopeful. Um, <laughs> just like, I, know, such, I was like, it was like such a high. And then it was like, ah, oh, God I damn. Know, sorry. Uh, <laughs> this the country ain't shit. Yeah. Ain't shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys, but let's, let's be hopeful. Um, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you next week. Until then, keep it Jersey in this bitch. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yep. uh, that's it. Uh, Bye. 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 Bye.